amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with Alfred Edmund Jr. Today we're talking about making the transition from employee to business owner and using entrepreneurship as a tool for wealth creation. And I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. I have a fascinating topic for you today. What does it take to make the transition from employee to business owner? especially when it comes to managing your money. We'll also get insights on this topic from Lamar Tyler, co-founder with his wife Ronnie of Tyler New Media and the award-winning blog site blackandmarriedwithkids.com. Plus, I'll have another great recommendation for your wealthy thinking reading list. But first, as attractive and exciting as the jump from employee to business owner is, It's far from easy and absolutely not for the faint of heart. And I'm speaking from personal experience, balancing my roles as a senior executive at Black Enterprise and co-owner of Grown Zone Relationship Education, my business with my wife, Zara Green. Among the biggest and most intimidating aspects of the transition is the shock to your personal finances. It's not a matter of if it will happen. It's all but unavoidable but how well you prepare for it. With this in mind, here's some steps you should take as soon as you even think you want to quit your day job to start a business. Start saving to fund your business as soon as you get that entrepreneurial itch. I would go as far as to say that as soon as you get full-time employment out of high school or college, start a savings account earmarked to put money aside to launch your startup. Separate and apart from your emergency savings account, and other accounts you might have for other financial goals. Do this even if you're not sure when you'll launch a business or even exactly what kind of company you want to start. And if you already have a business idea or even an active side hustle, it's even more important for you to put aside income to feed and nurture the launch and operation of this business until it's generating enough revenue to get past break-even and support itself. Getting a business grant, a bank loan, angel investment, or other outside funding are good goals, but when it comes to financing your business, you're likely to be the only one funding it until you can get your company some sales and to get some traction in the marketplace. Next, keep your day job for as long as you can. First, the savings you need to fund your business will be drawn from your current income. Second, especially if your business is in the same industry where you pursued your career, doing really well on the job can result in key networking contacts, support, and maybe even your first client. At the same time, be careful to avoid conflicts of interest and other issues that can cause your employer to question your focus, performance, and commitment to your job. Third, and maybe most important, if you have health insurance and other benefits from your job, You want to keep them as long as you can, especially if it will be a minute before your new business generates enough profits to both replace your salary and fund your health insurance, retirement savings, 
and other needs currently being subsidized, far more cheaply, by your employer. Next, dump your debt. You need to pay down your credit cards as quickly as possible, as well as car loans and other sources of high-interest debt. Call your credit providers and try to get your interest rates lowered. Get rid of your car note altogether by selling your brand new car and buying a reliable, less expensive used one. Start making extra payments toward your home mortgage. Your goal is to free up money that can be used to support your business while improving your credit scores, which will help you if you need to pursue credit or loans for your business in the future. Next, totally blow up and recreate your household budget. Take into account the new expenses as well as those that might go away, such as commuting costs if your business is home-based, as well as lost income that will result from the launch of your business and your eventual transition out of your job. Approach this just as you should if you are about to bring a newborn baby into the family, because that's exactly what you're doing when you launch a business that will need to be constantly fed and nurtured in order to survive, stay healthy, and grow. Just as your entire lifestyle would change as a new parent, it will absolutely require adjustments and sacrifices to accommodate your new business. Which brings me to perhaps my most important piece of advice. Cut your living expenses. Then cut them again. Then cut them again for good measure. The transition from steady paycheck to the fluctuating cash flow of entrepreneurship is all but impossible if you can't control spending and keep your debt under control. Often people tell me they can't find the money to fund their business. I tell them exactly where it is. In their closets. In their garage. On the walls of their living rooms, kitchens, dens, and practically every bedroom. I mean, how many TVs do you really need? <laughs> the money to fund and operate your business has to come from somewhere. So you'll likely have to stop adding to your collections of designer shoes, give up the gym membership and exercise at home, hold off on trading up to a new car until the wheels of your old one falls off, and or forego or at least seriously cut back on dining out, mani-pedis, and other nice-to-haves but not need-to-haves. Foregoing instant gratification in favor of long-term goals is not only a cardinal rule of successful entrepreneurship, but of all wealth-building endeavors. There is no way around this. To fund your business, you must stop funding many, if not all, of your other habits, at least until you're successful enough as an entrepreneur to finance both your company's needs as well as the lifestyle you desire. You're listening to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right. We're back with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. How do you make the transition from employee to business owner? My guest, Lamar Tyler, co-founder with his wife Ronnie of Tyler New Media and their award-winning blog site, blackandmarriedwithkids.com, 
will share what it takes to use entrepreneurship as a tool for wealth creation. But first, it's time for my Wealthy Thinking Reading List recommendation. Regular Money Matters listeners know that I stress the importance of being proactive about your financial education, specifically by reading at least one book about personal finance, investing, or business each and every month. Today, I'm recommending Money Management from Grade School to Grad School by Certified Financial Planner Ernest Burley Jr. One of the most important keys to establishing a legacy of multi-generational wealth is teaching valuable money lessons to our kids. Unfortunately, though parents are the educators of first resort when it comes to learning about money, financial education at home too often falls short if it happens at all. In fact, our children are more likely to be miseducated by our teaching and examples as parents than properly educated about money smart choices. The solution to this dilemma is one of the best books I've ever read for parents who want to raise their children to make great financial choices. Money Management from Grade School to Grad School. The author of this book provides an easy to digest action plan for what to teach your children and when. His book delivers valuable and effective money lessons, strategies, and exercises all parents can implement immediately, regardless of a child's age. Burley provides money lessons parents can use to teach a child everything, from the importance of delayed gratification and a bias of saving over spending, to understanding budgeting, credit, debt, and even insurance. He even includes strong, sound financial decision-making for your children as they pursue dating and romantic relationships as teens and young adults. And as a staunch relationship education advocate, I view this as a major, major plus of the book. That Burley accomplishes all this in less than 150 pages is commendable to say the least. Be sure to add money management from grade school to grad school by Ernest Burley Jr. to your wealthy thinking reading list. And now let's hear from today's guest, Lamar Tyler, co-founder with his wife, Ronnie, of Tyler New Media and the award-winning blog site, blackandmarriedwithkids.com. Lamar will share what it takes to use entrepreneurship as a tool for wealth creation. I specifically spoke with Lamar about entrepreneurship as a tool for wealth creation and what it takes to make the transition from employed to self-employed to entrepreneurship and finally, to business owner. Hey, Alfred, thank you for having me on. Uh, well, I was the actual uh, IT director at a TV station in Washington, D.C., and Ronnie was a project manager for IBM. I think it started with me because, you know, from a child, I was the one that was, you know, cutting uh, grass and cutting yards up and down the street. I was the one that was selling kitchen knives door to door. <laughs> so, you know, I was always reading books. I was reading magazines, and I really had a thirst for entrepreneurship, and I tried different things over the years with sometimes with success, sometimes without success, but I still had that passion. Even though I was working corporate, working my nine-to-five, I was still longing and searching for something more. On Ronnie's side, Ronnie was the complete opposite from where I was. You know, Ronnie worked one place from the time she graduated college until we left to become entrepreneurs, and more so it was more like me leaving and dragging Ronnie along. <laughs> I can't really say. She didn't really dive into it, but this whole thing has been a journey. But that part really sticks in my head to how we had to really create the beginning 
early stages of a business, something that could support us both. We both made good money. You know, we both had climbed the corporate ladder and uh, were, you know, viewed as successful in our careers. But, you know, once we really got a hold of entrepreneurship and what it could do for time freedom, what it could do for financial freedom, you know, I think there was no looking back. What are some of the financial choices that you had to face as you eventually made that leap from being employed successfully by someone else to being successfully self-employed? I would say the number one thing we had to do was to have a plan, and, and a solid plan. You know, people always say, you know, I want to step out on faith. Well, in, in that faith, there still needs to be a plan, I think, of some yes. sorts, especially we had four um, children all under the age of, you know, 12 or 13. Hey, when we make that move, like like the bills got to get paid. The kids got to eat, right? They need clothes and things like that. So for us, the number one thing we did was get out of debt and reduce the amount of debt we had yes. so that it was easy just to be easier, I guess, to be entrepreneurs in general. When we didn't have a, a huge car notes, right, we paid off both of the cars. Uh, we didn't have all these uh, credit card bills and credit card debt. And all we basically had was the mortgage and some other small bills that we had to pay month to month. But that was the number one thing we did, and that helped. And then, you know, looking at financials uh, in our home, looking at financials in the business, we took that look and we said, okay, if we're working our business now in the worst hours that we have, meaning always talk about, you know, we came home and we went from uh, with the kids dinner time to bath time, bath time to bedtime, and not starting that work for the business until 9, 10 o'clock at night. So we're working 10 o'clock at night to 2, 3 in the morning, and the business is showing signs of success. Well, we said, okay, what would happen if we worked it from 9 to 5? which Don Schnoz was really not 9 to 5. It was more like 9 to 9. That was the original thought. Like, what would happen if we worked in our best hours in the daytime? And when people emailed us, we could email them back right away, or they could, you know, we could get on calls or go network with people. And, and another key point, Alfred, if I want to bring up, is that the plan was not for us to leave and the business automatically replace my salary. Right. We made a plan where the business could pay the bills, right, and the business could pay the, the bills I needed to pay, Right, that could happen, and then we grew the business more until the business could sustain the entire family, and then we brought Ronnie in, and it was a process. And everybody wasn't on board with it, even looking from the outside. There were people who thought we were crazy, because when everyone else is looking at you like corporate is the top of the mountain, and they see you leaving corporate, <laughs> then they think yeah, something is yeah. wrong with you. You can learn more about Lamar Tyler at TylerNewMedia.com. Also, be sure to check out blackandmarriedwithkids.com. This is Alfred Edmund Jr. with Money Matters, Wealthy Thinking. Be sure to check out my latest free ebook, Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell Love, Get Screwed How Decisions in Pursuit of Sex, Love, and Relationships Impact Your Career, Business, and Financial Success at grownzone.com forward slash buy love, get trouble. And don't forget to subscribe to Money Matters, Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.